Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. You want me to sign this contract so badly. Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. A lot of stuff happened over the past, what, two weeks since we've been gone? So I guess we just need to get into it. Yes. And then, again, then you get into some of the foolishness. Should we... Okay, you said foolishness. Now, Brother Nero, should we start there or, or save that? I mean, okay, I mean, so... We might as well get these jokes out now. I, I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just do it. All right. Um, Matt Hardy <laughs> and Jeff Hardy and TNA, what's going on? Everybody that's uh, uh, tuned in live. Uh, we're going live inside the Wrestling Square Circle as we do this. It is 9.28 p.m. Tuesday night. But Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy basically came out here and released this video. Apparently, they're wrestling at TNA Slammiversary. And they are going out of their way to get people to watch whether it's a train wreck or not. Apparently, Matt Hardy, he's out here basically... What the fuck does he look like, James? I mean, okay, he you know who he really looks like? Who does he look like? He looks like if Frederick Douglass got struck by lightning. Wow. <laughs> That's what he looks like. He looks like if Frederick he just He's got he just, that fro. He got the like he I don't know what that whole situation and it's also you see it from the back because we saw it today. Uh-huh. Um on 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 I, I can't believe I have to admit it, but we're watching TNA, but uh, yeah, yeah, we are. From the back, he sees he's got that little ball spot in the back, but that's what he lo- that's what he looks like. He looks like Frederick Douglass. Yeah, he, he looks had- he looks like a free he looks like a freed man in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy uh, basically was playing the piano uh, just by himself, jamming out. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Uh, Jeff Hardy gets dropped off in front of the house, and he walks in. You know, apparently, you know. Awakened from a drug binge or wherever Jeff Hardy was. Um, he walks in the house and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Matt Hardy's not calling him brother. He's not calling him Jeff. He's, he's, he's just, a, you know, greets him with brother Nero. I knew you'd come. Well, now, okay, so I don't watch this. Yeah. Um, most of y'all don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like let's not let's not let's We've not We've seen the ratings let, James. Let, let's not yeah like let's not lie, lie to ourselves. Yeah. But what happened there is basically this dude came along and it was like, "All right, I've been in, I you know, Matt Hardy has been working heel for for quite a long time, you know, on Independence, right? Uh-huh. And on TNA. So, he's in a, he's going to feud his brother again. Um I don't know if this is the second or third or fourth time. Um, yeah, a comment for somebody that said uh, he looks like the casino man with a coat. I don't get that reference. Casino man with a coat. He had to explain that one to us, Ed. Um, Gary, what's up, man? But basically, he uh, he. You said he my, was working my, on the Indies. In my mind, he was working the Indies or whatever, working hill, and then he like gets it in. It's like, all right, well, it's almost like it's almost like a weird like. Either it's like he just he shot for so he, he went for it all the way and was full on ridiculous and didn't realize like this might work and then realize no and didn't realize how like, absolutely like absurd it was it was funny or he was going for this the whole way and then I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, and 
like he's been in the business a long time. He had to know that how how like absolutely campy he was. Like he was almost like a remember the Adam West Batman, you know, the Batmobile from like the fifty or like the sixties or whatever. Um, and just barely in color. Yeah. It was almost like he was like the Riddler or something. Like he was like this evil villain, but it's like you're not really like you're not going to blow up the world. Like you're right. just trying to heist the bank. Like get out of here. Right. Like, you're not like, get out of here. He's it, so so just so. Well, it continues to go on from there, and then they're the walking around like, the but house. But the thing is, like he's trying to play an evil guy because like he you know he's he you know he does the, they do the whole little production thing with the with the drone camera. Yep. He's out front. He's like talking to the world as if like he's gonna blow up like as if he's like gonna tell us his. Like, welcome to my evil plan, and my evil plan is to trap my, get my brother to come here, and then I'm going to beat him up or whatever. Right. So it's like, it's all, so he like sounds like he's like a superhero villain, mm-hmm. and then like Jeff comes in, he's like, you know, what do what do evil villains do when they're trying to lure somebody there? Of course, they're playing like piano, like all my, you know, like a maniacal genius, and he's right. like, and he looks up, he's like, brother Nero, I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, and then we, and then from there we go on all this extra, super extra shit. Like he's walking to, he's like, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this at the Genesis of where it all started, which means like he has a ring out back. Yep. And then for some reason he has like a, he has like a, a, a dude, one little table. He has a lot. No, before that part, before he even gets to that part, for some reason he's put it in like, oh yeah, he has a, he has a housekeeper. And he's like, yeah, yes, everything is fine. And his brother falls behind him, and then he's already in the ring. And he's like, y'all just want like five paces, like five ten paces behind each other, apart from each other. How are you already in the ring before he gets there? Okay, he said. Eddie said he looks like Encino Man. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to Google that to see what that was, but yes, yes, Encino Man, oh my indeed, God. indeed. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yes. Now he had the he had the gardener, oh. the lawnmower, looking at him like, "What the fuck is this nigga talking about?" Yes. Yes. And, and then, and then he, Jeff walks up to the ring, and like he's about to get in the ring, whoop his brother's ass, and then, and, then, and the, then then the woman then, comes in. No. And then he, and then Matt like rolls out the ring and gets caught at the bottom rope with the papers in his. Like, yes. No time to edit that out. We're not even going to redo that. Nope. No, no, forget it. We're just going to run it. Look do terrible. it live. Yeah, and then he gets a part where he gets back in the ring, and then the fake baby, and he gets and all of a sudden randomly like I guess he just like because he's magic, uh-huh. he ha- he has a bottle, he bashes Jeff over the head with it, and then sends him through the table, and the table flips over on both of them. <laughs> Didn't bother editing that out. There's only is one tape because we only got one table because we only went to the flea market to buy a five dollar table. <laughs> Unbelievable. It just. Uh, that, I think that was my favorite part when they flipped over on the table. It was just like, <laughs> wow, this is so low rent. Uh, <laughs> yes. My brother budget on that shit was, was 49 Negative. bucks. Negative. But you can tell, you can tell they did that out their own pockets. TNA sounds like they're trying too hard. Yes, well, yes, they are. They are trying, uh, they're trying to, anything to get folks to watch and but, buy their pay-per-views. But at least it was so bad that it was hilarious. Yes. I think they hit the mark on that. Uh, but... Other, by accident or not, like they, right. they, they, they achieve something. Alright. Um uh, so but back to the regular wrestling that we normally talk about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh I guess we can talk about AJ Styles turning heel and what do you think of that, James? 
thing was great. Um, it, it, this feud has made a lot of sense so far, and the only issue that I would have is, you know, after John Cena highlights that that AJ is a bust because he's failed and failed and failed, yep. I think it would be quite foolish for him not to win even if he won under, you know, nefarious means, but he, I think he still needs to win this match. Otherwise, everything that John Cena said would be what? True. There you go. But baby faces don't lie, typically, yeah. to us. I feel like Ray, I feel like Reigns lies to us. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they lie to us about Roman Reigns. Yeah, that, that too. Um, um, we had, uh, I, I thought the heel turn, how do you think the actual heel turn, like how it went down went? It made sense. It was, um, you know, because if you just watch it innocently without, you know, trying to fantasy book everything, you're just mm-hmm. sitting there thinking, okay, it might be a tag match type of, type of situation. That's what I thought, yeah. And then that's why it worked so well. Because you know, they set it up so well just from the week before when they basically, like, broke up the club. Right. That, you know, they're like, all right, okay. Like they didn't attack AJ, they didn't do none of that. And so. also, what made it work is like they they jumped the, they jumped new day, they jumped the new day on earlier Smackdown. that no earlier that week or earlier on that Raw. So you're thinking like okay, like they're about to start a program with them. It's like no, nah, we're starting a program and we're and we're also in this with AJ. Multiple beefs, you yeah. know, like Kevin Owens style. <laughs> <laughs> um, these guys, we had a comment that I love that they turned AJ Hill. Um, I was initially concerned about them turning AJ Hill because I didn't trust that they'd present him on a level uh, equal to Cena coming off of those losses to Roman Reigns, coming off the losses to Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Um, it It was AJ getting in a dangerous situation where he could potentially become another guy when he's been getting the best reactions of anyone the last five months. And I was just concerned about um, WWE lighting money on fire, but then again, I shouldn't pocket watch. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're worried about WWE burning money, then I, I suggest you like, I suggest like you should really look into like the amount of money they're paying Brock Lesnar Undertaker yeah. to work like one or two dates a year. Speaking of that, like a handful of dates or less, they're paying Brock Lesnar and letting him hop inside the octagon with uh, Mark Hunt. Now, I'm not the most avid UFC watcher, but the last time Lesnar was in there, did somebody went in there and rocked uh, Brock <laughs> Lesnar's ass. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've always been a huge fan of Brock in the UFC. Always supported him. Did um, he get a rematch with Dos, with, um, with uh, Dos Santos? No, I don't think so. So he lost the belt, and never got a rematch. I don't think so because he was sick, right? Wasn't he? I, I don't know. I could have sworn hey, anybody he... watching. Do y'all know what happened with Brock? Let us know. I'm thinking. I'm, I, I may just be doing the thing right now where I actually, I'm fucking up and, like, calling... It was Dos Santos for... Velasquez. Sure? Velasquez. Kane. Damn, bro. I just said... I just, like, throw, any any Spanish-sounding name, just... <laughs> just, just throw it out just there. Just throw it out there. That's what I just did. I'm, I was like, wait, that's not right. Kane Velasquez. That's who it was, yeah. It'll be all right. Uh, I don't think he got a rematch, but um, Brock said this was something that he was conflicted with since he re-signed his Ooh. WWE contract. Um... Uh, I don't know what WWE is going to gain out of this. Apparently, they're going to be hopping in some type of cross-promotion deal with UFC around SummerSlam. And unless we get unless we get Rousey with her title back and do something with Stephanie, I don't really see the real benefit of it. Yeah. Uh, 
if Brock Lesnar goes in there and gets his ass rocked, I don't know how that helps Vince McMahon. It doesn't. Uh, Jeremy had made a point. I seen him write it somewhere. What up, Jeremy? Um, if Brock Lesnar loses at uh, UFC, can we expect Roman Reigns to, to beat that man at SummerSlam <laughs> like immediately? Oh my god! I I, I mean, not I don't, I, okay. I, he w- he was sick and forced to stop fighting in UFC after he lost the fight after his title loss. Yes, thank you, JC. So he never got a title. He never got a title rematch. From what it looks like, he never did. No. Okay. So it's just like, like he it's just been, like WWE was, in a sense. He had been done. Because he was done before, like, Velasquez lost that belt, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. He was still champion by the time that man had that, that second match. Or his last match. Which is, we're like, okay, so... I understand, like, you hit... Like, that match was so weird because on one end, like, you see that... Like, he almost got him to the ground the first time. Mm-hmm. And then... He didn't. And then he tried it again, and then he ends up catching them, catching them dummies to the yep. face. And, and that, that was and, and that was a, the end of it that quick. That's apparently what the Mark Hunt guy does too. He knocks niggas out for a living. So <laughs> we will see uh, what happens with that. But I am concerned. Um, do you think that if do you think that if um, all that McGregor nonsense wasn't like didn't happen and they had um, that the rematch that McGregor rematch on uh, two hundred, we you wouldn't think be we have Brock Lesnar. No. No. Yeah, I, I I feel a sense of desperation too. I think they are just concerned because it's like a you know it's a round number event, so they want to do something special. Yeah, because remember, originally it was supposed to be the McGregor match. It was supposed to be Rousey, uh, Rousey versus uh, versus Punk. Home, and it was supposed to be the, also this match um, that we have uh, the Bones Jones Cormier mm-hmm. and like. No, none of that. <laughs> it was almost like when you talk about how we always talk about. What the plan is for WrestleMania back, you know, in November, and then also when we get to WrestleMania, kind of like, ah, oh, that's not um, on point with what it is. That's recording, by the way. Yeah, live um, video. So it, it, you're not in the frame. Yeah. Um, we've <clears throat> got aside from that, um, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. That feud that's been going on. Yeah, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, that feud that's been going on. We've all wanted to cheer Seth Rollins. James, have you seen the Seth Rollins documentary yet? No, but I saw the video package that they did, which is kind of like a truncated version of it. Like a bridge version. Yeah, man, um, I don't understand what it is they're trying to get done if they really want (laughs) Seth Rollins to be a heel. That's not what you do. I saw a great tweet from uh, Julie Ann Bird. She said um, it was almost like WWE was saying, here's one perspective. Here's the other perspective. We know which one you want, but just try to play along with us, please. But the, like. thing, but the thing is this, like, if if their situation is they want to go with the quote-unquote personality thing, and, you know, you, you, you pick, you decide, and we're, we're going to have a big match regardless, and that, you know, and maybe that pays off one way or the other. Right. That's cool. However, don't have Seth Rollins come out there on his first promo bag and then and then stick it to the fans who want to cheer the hell out of him. Yes. Because that's clearly not the direction you originally intended on going. Yeah, they. Um, I think WWE has a problem with right now, potentially with the brand split coming. They're gonna book the exact same shows. They're gonna have the super fan favorite that's a heel that everyone wants to cheer. Do you hear what Meltzer said though? No. Now, how shows that Reigns was having? Remember how we were like? Remember how people were saying like, "Well, it must mean that he's really killing the house shows. He's more popular than house shows." Yes, he is more popular than house shows than he is on TV shows. However, uh. 
you know, I was saying like besides Cena, nobody else is like nobody else that headlines or main events. The, the, they the drop? shows they drop. Their his 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 house shows are dropping now. So might uh, get this switch. You know, I mean, they better figure it out. And apparently, last night um, there was a dark match. It was re- involving Reigns, Cena, Seth Rollins, and I can't remember who else was in the tag match. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, Seth was out here, like, just getting, like, all the love. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they they have a problem, like, with, you know, they're going to be trying to book uh, John Cena versus AJ Styles on one brand, knowing we will all want to cheer AJ Styles. And I think Cena, like, you know, he's going to get his booze, but he's in a lot better position than Roman Reigns is. But the thing with, <laughs> with Cena, Cena booze at this point is just like, that's a part we, of the, we always boon you, that's a part of the show, we don't know anything else, right? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, Do you think that John Cena corny. sucks? Do you think that John Cena sucks chants have become the Kurt Angle you suck chants? Uh, uh, not quite. Maybe not quite, because like, for one, I mean... Well, you got the Rock and Austin around still, and they out here, you know, telling you you suck, and then you out here talking about the three, the three, three eyes, eyes and drinking milk, you know, intensity, and, look, and drinking intelligence. Milk. Like I can't, you Integrity. know, like they were both corny, but at least like, but at least like, see, the nuance that that angle had was that like I'm a I'm a bad guy that doesn't know he's a bad guy as opposed to seeing right. as like I'm a good guy that I'm a good guy and <laughs> I'm like, a good guy no <laughs> except from kids and seven kids really yeah um how do you feel about him teaming with the new day uh yesterday and then like did the new the kids were, were chanting for for brother for Jeremy I knew you'd come <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jeremy? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, man. So, what do you think about? How do you feel about the, the kids room for New Day because he they, they helped out John Cena? Because I felt kind of dirty. Uh, it, I, it was like I knew it would come with John Cena teaming up with the New Day at some point. I like it. I I, I just I, I I'll play along. What do you think about the fact that like you know last time Cena and them were in the ring like they jumped they Cena. whooped that man's ass yeah they yep. jumped Cena at the end of segment. Or the end actually actually ended raw because he fought he fought Xavier and then they jumped him and they uh, one of them, I don't know but they left him laying and they stood tall at the end mm-hmm. like they never never yeah never got no, no. and then it made someone it's a time it's a time to, to, to be it's a time for dancing and entertaining it's time to be serious which is like all the code yep yep and um, now I come out here and save your save your sorry ass yep just um. What else we got? Uh, Ricochet and Will Ospreay. Did we talk about that on the podcast or no? Uh, no, we did not. Okay. Ricochet and Will Ospreay, they had a four and a half out of five star match. Uh, it looks like that's what Meltzer rated it. I thought it was about, you know. Really? I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, it was like a, four. a four. I thought yeah. it was a four. But, um, you know, divided a lot of the wrestling community. <laughs> whether, <laughs> whether um, you know, it was like a lot of old people shaking the stick. You know, like, that's, that's killing the business. Um, is you know, you know, if breaking kayfabe didn't kill the business, I don't know what else can. Um, a lot of people were upset. Will Ospreay actually ended up going on to win the Battle of the Super Juniors tournament. Okay. Um, it happened this morning. He wrestled uh, Funky Weapon uh, in what? the finals. So, <laughs> um, they, uh, wow, that's Sylvester LaFort. That's funny. Um, 
That dude's trash. <laughs> <laughs> you said wildlife as if you're like, oh shit, that's Kanye West in the impact zone. Like yeah. you just sitting there just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Kim. Yeah. Two of right, them. So. Yeah. Um, they basically, um, <laughs> a lot of people shat on the the Will Ospreay and Ricochet match for reasons such as, like we said, it was killing the business. It was, you know, too flippy. It was, it was gymnastics. It was gymnastics. Who gives a fuck? That's what I want to know. I mean, everybody has their preference on what they like in their wrestling. That's why we have favorites, right? Like, I'm a huge Ray fan. Does that mean I'm going to watch every single match be a Ray Mysterio match? Not necessarily. Like, I love, I love Shawn Michaels. I don't want to see every single match be necessarily, like, just up and up and down, rant like you know, no sell, sell forever. Like oh, it's go- oh, it looks like it's gonna go one way, clear twist at the end, pin. Like that's a lot of Sean stuff. But right, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, not everything needs to be Ric Flair bouncing around for for one gigantic bouncing off of one guy forever and then like cheating. Yes. Um. So you know. Everybody has their preferences, and the variety is what makes, you know, keeps you interested. It says everything just being homogenous. Now, on one end, this is one, it's easy to say when you're, you know, when you're our age and say, like, you look back and, like, you know, every single generation of workers get to a point where guys are younger and they're doing something and they don't like it, and that's where the piss, and that's where the business goes, period. Yeah. Um, and they can't work. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my thing is, I would understand it if if the whole entire match was the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. Like, the, that first three, five minutes thing. Yeah. I understand, like, people saying, like, that's not wrestling. Okay. Whatever. Um, I personally don't have any issues with um, my wrestling not being realistic, seeing how, like, it's not realistic anyway. So, <laughs> it's okay. Like, I just ultimately feel like people, because... People, wrestling fans feel so attacked about the fact that they're, they're grown grown ass people and still watch this fake this the fake stuff that yep. it's like I need my fake stuff to look more legitimate than that otherwise I can't be out here be- caping up I can't be out here caping up for what I do I just got to say yes yeah, fake where where you know you feel better for yourself if you just say look it's clearly not MMA it's clearly not boxing yep it's clearly not kickboxing or any of that other stuff it is it's entertainment. It is choreographed. It's predecide. It's predetermined. I'm okay with that. Like I watch House of Cards. I watch uh, Game of Thrones. I watch Orange Do Black. The Wire. The Wire. I watch any other act of fiction. I don't have issues with it. I don't have any other like moral dilemmas or feel or feel self conscious about it. Just be okay with the fact that you like watching the fake sport. It's okay. Right. And I feel like the, the, the sooner you like you feel you, sooner you get over that that like it'd mental hurdle or whatever, it'd be a lot easier for you to laugh at yourself and understand like and look at how ridiculous wrestling is because we all you know we have look at thing. Matt Hardy for for God's yes, sake. That's, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Like people talk like when Vader talked about killing the business. I remember one of one of my favorite tweets was someone saying like and and, and talking about the Matt Hardy thing. It was a link to that video and, and someone said and to think. Vader thought that Osprey and Ricochet were ruining, ruining the business, and then it showed. It showed a Matt Hardy video, and it yeah, showed Brother Nero. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think, what else uh, happened on Raw this week? We had the Money in the Bank guys all wrestle each other. What What do you think of how that how the show opened? 
I thought it was a little... I like the comedy that they did. Yeah, yeah. Jericho's like, uh, yeah, uh, one in Appleton, not one in... Yeah, you know, he's lying, you know, healing, basically. Um, I thought Kevin Owens was the star of the show. Uh, Them sitting all up on the ladders was kind of lame, but... Yes, very. That's why I asked you. Because, like, they opened the show... And they don't open with like the full Dean Ambrose entrance. It is like he's halfway down the yep. aisle. And they Everyone's in the ring. And you look up and you zoom in, like you see six ladders and five guys. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and when did this happen? It's like, why would you. Okay, this goes back to. This goes back to how we talk about, you know, the ruining the business situation. Right. If, okay, if the whole thing is supposed to look real. On what instance would you ever see somebody about to have a boxing match and say, you know what? <laughs> you know what? We're gonna put. We're gonna all stand on some inanimate object for no reason. Yep. All five of us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly uh, what they were going no. for there. Like that. That's like the closest thing we're gonna get to like a contract signing for that. For that too. By the way, like all. Yeah, they don't managed. need to be signing contracts for that. They know what it is. Oh yeah, so it's a, it's there's a, a contract yeah, in the briefcase. Yeah, so that's when they sign the contract. The yeah, exactly. But still, um, it's just funny. What did you? I thought uh, the Cesaro and Jericho uh, match was the right decision. Uh, Give Cesaro a big win. That was uh, I had someone mention. I think it was Simon mentioned it was like the second biggest win of Cesaro's career or something like that. I'd probably say third. I'd say the Andre the Giant uh, Royal Rumble or Battle Royal at WrestleMania 30 was pretty big for him as well. Do you think that he should? Do you think he should have made him tap out, or do you think he should? He made him tap. I know. Do you think that that was the right decision, or should he just beat him with a neutralizer? Um. I think the submission is okay because they they need to start establishing that rather than it just be a spot. Um, Jericho he'll lose to anybody at any time, so it doesn't like really hurt him. Um, they except, had except AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yes, yes, he had to get a win there. You know, um, we had Cesaro take or excuse me, we had Sami Zayn take on Alberto Ooh. Del Rio and was a match. I was pretty much looking. I was looking forward to that match a lot. They did a. They had a couple timing miscues. They did the whole thing with Del Rio stomping on him off the top, and he, he basically beat. he basically like arm dragged him off or whatever. Yeah, I thought I thought it was okay TV match. Um, they basically had uh, Alberto beat him clean one two three. I'm fine with it. Um, I, I didn't like that. Like, what is when is he actually going to pick up some W's? True. True. Um, like he got he got beat clean in a pay per view match by 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 uh, Owens. I think he beat Rusev once on TV. It was like I, a roll up or something. I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, it's like if y'all want to, if what do y'all want to do with him for real? Like y'all have pushed him to this like mid card issue and put him to the, or put him next to Owens or up against him mm-hmm. in any type of variation where like Owens, at any point Owens they could be you know at any point they can get it on again. But, like, at what point are you going to, like, legitimize him to where you think he's actually a real threat to Owens? Like, what, like, if you're I think the bigger Owens gets, that's where you bring Zayn along slowly. But what I'm saying is, like, ultimately, if this was real, or not real, I'm sorry, no, I gotta stop this real thing. But, like, if, (laughs) if the situation is this, if Owens is clearly a star that's ascending, and he's always up against this guy that's supposed to be his rival... Don't you have to, um, in the way he's treated him, like he's always like going out of his way to like kick and and you know and screw over uh, Zane, right? 
don't you have to get them saying some W's to actually like make it understand, uh, like psychologically understand, like on on like actual motives for wanting to actually be or not wanting to, but why he's actually threatened by this dude? Like they exist. If he, yeah, like. You have to show him beating. Okay, he's clearly a threat. He's not a threat to do. Why is he beating? He's like he's like is he a bully or is he like a threatened like heel? Which one? Yeah, they gotta they gotta figure something out with. Because it always seemed to me like the whole thing was like he's worried about like he's trying to he's trying to contain the Sami Zayn dilemma issue that, mm-hmm. that he is. Eventually, but, but eventually that like, Sami Zayn will explode. Yeah, in theory. But, but in, but he's just beating this man down over and over, and then, and then he says like you know he's not really a star. It's like you keep beating him like this, he ain't gonna be a star. Yeah, and you know those, those that verbiage is coming from one place, so you know the underdog from the underground. Like you say, yeah, you know I am the underdog, and then got whooped. Yep, like that doesn't. And uh, Alberto Durio called that man a paper boy as well. Yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. But, I don't know um, what the hell a paper boy is, but okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think we should take a break here because uh, we're going to have the live feed. We're going to have to restart it. It only gives you 30 minutes. So um, we're going to take a break. We will come back uh, with the second half of One Nation Radio and to talk about whatever other foolishness we think of. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Um, so we had a couple of uh, things happen in the world of you know wrestling and physical combat and Everything else, uh, we had the two the world of these. Yeah, these. You know, if y'all on camera looking, um, we these had the balled up fist. By the way, for for the, our audio <laughs> listeners, <laughs> we, we had. You know, we say these a lot when I actually explain what the fuck these are. All right, they are. If you if you <laughs> guys if you guys remember the Undertaker, what he told Shane McMahon, his legacy was. He said, you know, and my legacy are these. So. Good Lord, my mother's calling me. Well, she's just going to have to wait. Um, let me uh, write her on the internet. The interwebs? The interwebs, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so you want me to fill? Yes. All right. So, um, R-Truth, Goldust, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze. Awful. I think that this is some of the worst stuff. And I'm talking about start to finish. Like, given all of the going to truth stuff that we've had to deal with, uh-huh. like, over the, over the so far this year, I think, like, if we, like, put, chopped up every single segment and, and ran them in a reel mm-hmm. for these past, you know, over the months that this has been going on, I think we can make a decision and, like, this is some of the worst, like, stuff on television and all of television. Wow. Um... Like, dude, I, there's only been like a, like a couple of moments that were worth anything. A couple. Like, I remember the you know Mark Henry thing that was funny. Uh huh. Like, but all this other stuff is just ridiculous. No one wants to see this. Why can't R True rap on beat yet? Uh, like today, he's had that instrumental for how long? He, do you well, think it's something the way he hears it? He raps. He only raps on beat. Wait, what are you saying? Like, is he early, you saying? Yeah, like, is it like, I don't know, if it's the way he hears it in the stadium, or if it's just... Well, I okay, I don't know if he still does it, but I know at, at one point when he used to be on point on, and on tempo when he used to do it, he used to rap, like, with the earpiece in, mm-hmm. so it was like as if he was performing on a concert, because right. when you're in a big auditorium, the speakers are so far away, and, tra- and, and the sound doesn't travel fast enough right. from where you are at specific points to where you can hear it. 
and, and like be on time like you're normally late. Mm-hmm. Same reason why like when it's so hard for crowds to actually like synchronize chants. Right. So often like there's so often you see chants that get like you hear like you know a lot of times you hear let's go Cena or whatever with the clap 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 and clap and you hear like them like doing it off beat all the time. That's the reason why because one side of the room is on a certain uh, rhythm. And the other side is on the completely other rhythm, and it's really right. messed up. So, or they just all beat. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm, I'm gonna say no rhythm. I'm gonna, you know. I don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> that I think that's exp- I think that's the explanation. Uh-huh. Um, but either way, it's like, hey man, like, how old is our truth again? Forty five. He's forty five. I believe he's forty five. Well, black don't crack. Anyway, I I think it's time for him to let that shit go. The rapping? Let it go. Stop yeah. with the rapping, man. I did not... Bro, he's super old. I didn't know he was older than Titus O'Neil. Yes, yeah. yes. He's super old. And, like, you know he's super old. Like, think about it. Titus O'Neil is apparently, for all the divas... Or not, not divas, all the women now. Like, they are... Yeah, he's one of those sage advice guys. Yeah. And, like, our true is even older. Damn, our truth like granddaddy probably like our truth out here. I think he is. Remember he has yeah, a, he has a, yeah. yeah he has a he has a kid that's like out of high school. Yeah, um, but uh, still trying to rap. Hey, what you do to get it? You know that's the name of the song. Um, so we got um, we had the death of Kimbo Slice uh, last night. Uh, Kimbo Slice got famous. During the mid two thousands, yes, uh, for whooping niggas ass. He got famous. He's one of the. He's one with D's. He's one yes. of the D's all stars. I was thinking that like, he's a D's all star. Like not 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 D's. to say not to say that like you know not every like pro fighter is a D's all star. Like right. I wouldn't like I wouldn't I wouldn't put Floyd Mayweather in right. my in my D's all stars. I will put. Manny Pacquiao in my D's All Stars. I put uh, Roy Jones in my D's All Stars. Yes, I, I put I put uh, Lennox Lewis, um, yep. Ken Norton, any any big time hitter in the you D's All Stars. When you was out here dropping dudes, and that man, you know, like I feel like he's one of the like driving forces in the popularity of YouTube. Like, yes. he was like, literally one of the original YouTube sensations. Like, like in the bro. time when it was a wild, wild west, and you didn't know what you could find. What the fuck and was what, up there? What was going on? You just saw something. You just saw this this dude. No advertisements either. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you and just to see, like, him fighting these dudes, and he's a big dude, and you see him fighting these other big dudes, in, like, in a backyard somewhere, and he's just rocking dudes. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God. Like... I need to watch Swerve. That's we we are gonna check that out he, after the show. Honestly, dude, like, and I, I said this to you um, last night, like, dude, like, he is a real life street fighter. Like, I'm talking about like Balrog, M Bison, Guile, yeah, Ryu, like, Ken, like, uh, Tony, like, so, Vega, Sagat, like, Dalsim, yeah, Dal, yeah, Dalsim, <laughs> Zangief. Like, that man was a real live street fighter. Allow me and, to kick him from long range like Dalsim. I uh, started bro, to rap one time like that. And bro, he might be. <laughs> Is he the mo- is he was he the most famous street fighter of the twenty first century? I would think so. Like nobody else has claimed to f- came up like th- this round. Like I think that's a lot of and then Melzer was talking tripping. And yeah. and Melzer was talking about you know like the broad fascination of why he was actually always a draw no matter what he did and you know, any certain level he was always a draw and he's or whatever level he was on he was always a draw on that level. 
the he was saying, and, and he was saying the reason why, um, in his mind, like it's because of the like the the fact of he was a street fighter. Him and Alvarez is coming up with the reason. I'm like, you know, if you want to know the real reason, yeah, why he was such a draw. I mean, he's a big black dude knocking folks out. It was, it was like a Mandingo fight. Yes. Like, he was dropping these dudes on YouTube, and he was, it was always man, Lazon basically, yes. essentially man. Like who wants who wants some of Debo? Yeah, and then like you know, you see, and just a, the, the, just the like exploitation of that was just like was just you know a big deal. But I mean, ultimately, like this dude was like you know, and around my in and around Miami, like this dude was like a, was a was a city celebrity. Yes, and you know he was by all accounts, it seemed like he was a you know. A really, af- you know, really like charismatic um, figure in that area, and you know, it, I, I, it's sad to see somebody die at that age, especially you know, given the fact that you know he's seen. I mean, he just got checked out for his his health just not too long ago, so and now he's he's gone. It's crazy. Yeah, he had. Ooh, excuse me. Um, he had failed a few drug tests, uh, as far as like with steroids and some other yeah. um, type of. Uh, I don't want to say they were supplements, but they were just uh, other. Oh no, of, they supplements. Yeah, uh, you know, just because they're illegal, just because they're illegal, don't mean they ain't supplements. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are supplements of nutrition. There, yeah. Go out here and, and continue on fighting these fighting. So maybe his heart got enlarged or something yeah. happened. I don't know, but um, yeah, like. I remember having my MySpace page and embedding mm-hmm. the Kimbo Slice videos on my page. And the one where he had the guy, he whooped his ass and shook his hand at the end. The, with the, the eye? With the yeah. eye, yes. His eye looked like, you know, if you if you crunch your uh, <clears throat> elbow and your forearm up together, like the little, little crease right there, like, you, throws you off. Do you remember... Uh, the Steve Harvey Def Comedy Jam joke about Mike Tyson, about getting uh, him about Mike Tyson hitting the dude in the eye, and his eye his eye was like it was all independent human being that could talk for himself. And wow. his eye got hit, and he starts screaming he like, it. "Ah!" Like that dude's eyes. What I imagine Mike Tyson is what Steve Harvey talking about when Mike Tyson hit that dude's eye. Just screw this, 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 this. I can see, I can see that dude's just pulsating. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, like, um, it's, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it, Mind you, and go, man. he was involved in a few fights over the last, like, couple years, a couple of them where he, uh, him and Dada 5000 almost, <laughs> they came out there on <laughs> national television wreck. and just, I don't know what the hell that was, that was a personal beef, at least those boys got paid for it. Um, now, I don't feel bad that I didn't watch that fight, but, you know. Uh, Kimbo Slice will be missed. Uh, obviously, we won't see any more street fights like that. And yeah. there's a Netflix documentary called Dogfight, which actually has Dada 5000 in it. And he's the host of, you know, uh, the underground fighting ring that they run. They have a lot of new guys, but none of those dudes are Kimbo. And they're not going to have an impact like, like he did. That man came along, like you said, when it was the Wild Wild West online. And <clears throat> it just looked so real. Like... I never want to run into that guy. Oh no! I never want to go to Opalaco, wherever I, I, the hell I they think, were. I at. think that's. I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the draws. Of the fact that he looks like America's worst nightmare. Yeah. Like this, this gigantic black, this gigantic black dude with this huge beard, nappy chest. Like 
he he looked like what you what you're afraid of going to jail for because you're afraid of of getting gang or getting raped in prison. And that's the guy you're afraid of. Yes. yes. Like <laughs> I feel I feel like he played on a lot of people's fear. I mean. This is this has happened over the years with plenty of black boxers being like the scariest man in the world. It was Mike Tyson or it was George Sonny Foreman Liston. or it was Jack Johnson or or it was Sonny Liston. Like, this is different though. But this like, is different because it's like <laughs> it's not he wasn't boxing. a boxer. Yeah, like he was like anything goes with this dude. Like it's one thing. It's like he talk- may see you. Yeah, it's like remember when we saw Mike, Mike Tyson was like when they, you know the baddest man on the planet and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, he's the baddest man on the planet, but, like, he's such a freaking, like, superstar. Like, I'll never encounter that dude. Like, you feel like you can walk up this, you feel like you can walk to any, like, neighborhood, like, up the street from, you know, and see a Kimbo Slice, a yep. Kimbo Slice, and be like, you don't want it with that dude. You, like, that, like, in that the words of AJ Styles, <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want, none. want none. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I don't think I have anything else to say about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. I just pulled a Forrest Gump. I don't think I have anything else to say about that. All right. <laughs> uh, Charlotte and Dana Brooke. Um, they, Dana Brooke came out there wearing that all black. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, being Charlotte's goon, Charlotte came out there and they all black also. Um, Charlotte, you know, hopped on the mic, started doing her thing and just... What was that? I, I don't know. They seem to just want to send her out there each week like they did Seth Rollins last year. Whether, but, you know, it's good or not. But at least with the Seth thing, like Seth can go out there and, and fill the bus for however long it takes for him to fill the bus, right? With her, okay, two weeks ago she says that she wants her, um, her, her, her you know, her Oh yeah, none of her shit makes dead sense. To, dead to you. And then the next week they replay it. And do all of this commentary with all these other people like, talking about, like, giving commentary on all that. Like, they right. had Jericho, they had all the other, like, Becky, they had um, Natalia. Natalia, who, by the way, her feud is based on the fact that, like, you need to grow, you need to grow, woman up and stop using your, your, your husband. Your husband. dad. Your dad is a crutch. Your father. And that's just saying, like, yeah, I can't believe you did that, which is weird. Um, yeah. So then... After doing all of that to build that up to like she just you know she's such a bad evil person, she ends up getting completely just like destroyed um, by by Stephanie in a way to make you think like and dress down to the way you think like they're gonna have a match on down some way down the road. Nah, maybe maybe not. Maybe, but we'll see. Then you come out this week and she says, you know what? Dad, I didn't mean, like, you know, for you to, like, leave my life completely. I, I just wanted, you know, I just wanted to be able to be on my own. Right. Like, I still want you around for Thanksgiving and everything else. It was like, well, what was this whole thing where you completely unleashed all of that on him two weeks ago then? Yeah. Like, why, you could have just, just said that. and just get like, out the ring. Yeah, he's got the ring. I'll see you at home. Instead of Old like, man. instead of making your dad cry and all that kind of stuff, and you crying because you so emotional, right. it, so it, it was just. So then she weird. comes out there this week and she's saying, "You know, I want all the spotlight to myself." You yes, know? and that's what she said. Like, Dad, you know, I understand. Like, you know, you're around. I don't want you around, and you. Ha- but you know, I want my spotlight to myself. Meanwhile, like standing right next to who? Dana Brooke. What do you think? Like, obviously, they're gonna be they're gonna be setting this up one day to pay off to a Charlotte versus Dana Brooke match. I have my concerns. Hopefully, Dana Brooke is training hard. 
Um, I don't want to be too negative on it. This is what I say. She didn't almost kill Becky and Michinoku driver this time. Correct. Uh, I hope Sasha Banks uh, is ready for SummerSlam. That's all, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, apparently, they're going into some type of tag team feud with Becky Lynch and Natalya, yeah. which is kind of fresh. Like, we don't need to necessarily see a women's title match this month, especially when Correct. Charlotte's pretty much cleaned out the division, yeah. except Sasha. Yeah. So, I think that's a smart move for them. Um, but the last thing we want to talk about this week is the greatest of all time, uh, Muhammad Ali. Now, when you say Muhammad Ali, yeah, we're going to talk about him on the podcast. It's like, where do you begin? Um, he won a gold medal in 1960 in the Olympics, uh, light heavyweight boxing. He came back to America, and he realized those two medals, they they didn't change a damn thing about how people looked at him in America. You know what that story reminds me of? It's like hearing about, like, the Tuskegee Airmen and other, like, black... Um, Black people in the military service. Uh huh. They went over. They went over and fought. Went over to Germany and fought, um, or not? Went over to Europe and fought in World War Two. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they they were like they were away from like the boot of oppression on their neck. Right. And then they came back and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like I got to put the the boot goes right back. Yep. And like you know the story where he the story that he said that he tells the story and it's so like. Because, you know, he's naturally one of the funniest, like, like funniest, lighthearted people ever. Mm-hmm. While, while even, like... Being one of the most militant... Even, like, while, talk, like. while, even <laughs> while talking about serious things, like, he still has, like, the um, the light of humor in him. Right. So, he says that he, you know, I just want these gold medals. I come back and I've, you know, just going to this diner that's always been segregated. And I say, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm... Got gold around my neck. I, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, I, you know, I, just represent, I just, you know, I just represent the country. You know, I just won us a gold medal. I'm an American hero. I, he comes in, think. goes to the diner, and says, "I, I like um, a hot dog and something else. Mm-hmm. I think maybe coffee or whatever." He's like, "We don't, we don't, we don't serve, we don't serve Negroes." He's like, "I'm not trying to eat none." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, like, that, like that is that's hilarious. Like for him to like to illuminate on people, make people like. Like that's that's the kind of like guy he was, to be able to like in all sorts of situations, always to find like the lighter side of all of all this kind of stuff, especially right. in, in the time where like you know black people's lives weren't meant to have any joy in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least or, uh, you know, so in public, like <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I don't I, honestly like. I mean, I really don't know where to start with Ali. Like, I mean, okay, let's start with with uh, him going up to heavyweight ranks. He whoops Archie Moore's ass. He gets a shot at uh, Sonny Liston. Everyone thinks they're gonna he's gonna kill him. Uh, the Sonny Liston is the favorite after being shunned uh, for years by the the white press. He be, suddenly becomes a hero, so he can shut up this big mouth. Yeah. Uh, the Louisville uh, Lip, as they call them. 22. This twenty two year old kid who's skinny. How the hell is he gonna survive against Sonny Liston? Well, secret. Um, Cassius Clay was. Two inches taller than Sonny Liston yeah. <laughs> at the time. Got all the reach. All the reach, all the speed, and he absolutely humiliated Liston, gave us a lot of the classic sound bites that we uh, would I later go in history. I shook up the world, felt like a butterfly, sing like a bee. He's a big old bear. Uh, he he showed up on Sonny Liston's lawn. 
Um, there's a uh, Instagram clip you where in Vegas, yep, and, where, and, and, where Ali walks up on him, and all of a sudden, uh, Sonny Liston shoots at him, but no before, one moves. Was that before the first match or the second? No idea. Because, like, bro, I always felt like that was like like a work. Like, yeah, we gonna do this inside this club, or whatever, and just just put on the show for you yeah. for, for these folks. And like, him to like be at the craps table, listed in a three piece suit. And then have Muhammad Ali run up on him talking cash shit. And all of a sudden, for him to pull the tool out, yes. if you will. And fire. Pull the tool out and fire it. And then, like, they run out. Ali and his people run out. No one ever looking around like, what the hell's going on? And then listens like, oh, these are blanks. Just playing with y'all. All right. It, Unbelievable. Um, so, he, like, bro, he, I don't know how the, I don't know how they did not get all arrested over over some stuff like that. There had to be something that everyone like knew. private. Everybody in, in ownership, like in that casino, had to be in on that. Otherwise, bro, they would they would have brought the damn national guard to go get them. Yes, um, they had uh, you know then gone to the fight. Ali whoops him, closes his eyes, and beats him inside a six. Uh, listen, quits in the corner. Ali becomes a champion. The next fucking day, he becomes, he becomes Muhammad Ali and, and comes out there and says, yeah, I'm a member of the Nation of Islam. At this time, the Nation of Islam, fear, the most feared uh, thing that has to do with black people in America. Um, uh, yeah, well, what year is it? 64. Okay, yeah, then. Yep. Yeah. The the most the scariest black thing in America. He's with those extreme, extreme militant motherfuckers that... Yeah, but I mean that's because you know they didn't really you know with Malcolm X. All right, so I don't. It, we we all get into this. So like, white and he becomes white a me- heel at that time. Yeah, also. white media grabs something and then runs with it, and and that's the narrative. And then to other people that are actually like closer to it and said there's less distance, it's not the same thing. Uh-huh. So um, you talk about, but Monty Jones talked about this, like. To us, it's like it's, up, ex- it's extreme, <laughs> right? It's, it's extreme, and um, some of the stuff is hateful, and it absolutely is, and the stuff is bigoted, and it is, it is like ridiculously sexist, and its creation theory sounds like something. Yes, that's out of a, it, it's absurd. It's cre- it creation theory sounds like something that's out of a out of a. I don't even say a comic book. Comic books aren't that damn. I don't know. Continuing on, so they. Um, so, but, you know, you're, you're in cities or whatever, you know, there's a lot of, you, you live in a city and, and around areas and you, what do you see them dudes as? See them dudes wearing like bow ties, selling what? Bean fruit, pies. Bow ties wearing fruit and bean, selling fruit, fruit and bean pies. And newspapers. And, and self, and you know, and, you know, trying to do other stuff, outreach for community outreach stuff that's like positively influenced the community on one end. And then like, you see the other stuff is like. Wait, that's what y'all believe? Or, you know, you, you, you know, you hear, you hear the stuff or whatever, and like, so, like, instead of these people being like, what they believed is so different than what the people actually were or are that it's kind of like, I can see where the disconnect is a lot. Like Muhammad Ali is in Louis, segregated, super segregated Louisville, right? And then, like, I mean, like, so segregated that when they actually, like, integrated the schools, they had to literally... Walk them in. They literally had to walk them in, and also they had to bus white kids to black schools, um, also because of how messed up the school system was, um, that 
he goes to New York and sees like he goes to Harlem or whatever and goes to these um like the bl- the black areas in these cities and says you know you know black you know buy black own black and sees somebody and says he needs to be quiet otherwise somebody's gonna shoot him right <laughs> like that's and then yeah. be like like and it'd be like he and then that dude is like clearly like saying this stuff and it's like it's completely just eye opening and it's like. And that, I can see how somebody gets goes into that world or whatever. Uh, I understand you'd be like, yeah, like a scientist out here creating white fo- out here creating white folks. I'm not uh, really I'm not really buying that. But the other stuff, as far as like you know, the sep- you know the separatist stuff and in, in the face of like the fact that they don't want us, no slave I, I can, names. I can, I, can, I can understand that. Yeah. Um. Then um. You know, Ali becomes pretty much the most hated man in America. And then the Vietnam War stars. Ali's dominating uh, at a level no one's ever seen uh, before or since. Um, young Muhammad Ali, between the time he won a championship through 1967, he peaked, He was 25 years old when he got the his boxing license revoked. Mm-hmm. Um, went to war with the U.S. government. Became a tragic figure in the process. Some people labeled him a draft dodger. People were ashamed. How dare you not defend this country? Uh, and... Ali was like, yo, I'm ain't no Viet Cong ever called me, you know, ever called me nigga. And I'm not trying to go out there based on my religious beliefs, which was also I'm the world heavyweight fucking champion. I don't need to be, you know, shooting a gun in a, in a war. I don't need to be on a front line somewhere. But I mean, well, ultimately, I don't believe I mean, maybe I'm being, you know, I'm giving people too much credit seeing how like. Seeing what I know about how, like, okay, he originally, like, is a letter system as far as your drafting. Like, he was a Y1, and all of a sudden, like, he, after, uh, all of a sudden, he magically became an A1 out of nowhere. Right. But, um, I can't imagine that if he actually, like, sh- you know, shows up to serve, that they would actually so, put as far him. As your drafting, like, he was a Y1, and all of a sudden, like, he, after, uh, all of a sudden, yeah, he go ahead. became a... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine that, you know, he, they would have put the world champion <laughs> yeah, on the front, like you know, who him, knows? Yeah, put the, him. Does Muhammad Ali know like, that? I can't imagine they put him. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. I, I just can't imagine they put him in. Like, I feel like they would have treated him like how they treated Joe Lewis. <laughs> yeah, go out there with the shiny shoes on, and you know, <laughs> that was Jack Dempsey. But um, Ali gets stripped of his boxing license. Uh, my my question, one thing is like interesting to me is like we look back at that and say like you know the strength of your convention, and I talked about this earlier, like. The kind of person that, the reason why he became, or one of the reasons why he became what he, like, so just absolutely revered is the fact that you look back at it, one, he was right. Two, he, you know, with the, with the you know, retrospect, you look back and say, this dude has strength of his convictions and, you know, like, that is something that in, in people that we 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 are meant to admire, like amongst you know different political, um, whatever your political um, beliefs are. But yeah, I was gonna say something else, but yeah, um, and then I was gonna say ideology. Mm-hmm. You know, strength of your conventions to you know stick your you know plant yourself firmly in your beliefs and not not come off of it because in your in your own heart you're right, right? So. In, in retro, after the fact, we we understand that, and that's why he's that's part of why he's revered. But if you pull out that same Muhammad Ali, 